like you when you when you posted that uh Sankova, you know, yes, we, we, we need to look back. If we we yeah. have to only look back to last year to yeah. see how many kids and families and, and adolescents were suffering from mental health and depression, you know, to say then we need to be declaring some kind of state of emergency on this. The governor did it last year. You said what? Statewide. The governor did it statewide last year. So why wouldn't Spokane wow. City do it? Wow. It's, man, like, hey, y'all. It's me, Stephanie, and Philip. We're up here <laughs> having a conversation. You guys, I am so excited to share what's going on. And uh, so, you know me, I'm putting all my little platforms together. And I'm going to send you a uh, invite as well, Philip, so it can be on your page. Awesome. Yeah, I literally, when I read uh, Stankova, I just shared, uh, if anybody knows what master classes are, they're online and you get access to all of these like stars and philosophers. And I did the Cornell West uh, <laughs> training and- Dr. Cornell West. Dr. Cornell West. Come on, yeah. He like, when I say he like changed my life with that, that, that piece, changed my life. like. He made the conversation about what does it mean to be human? And um, that's basically what it was about. And it was looking at all of these social justice issues, reforms. I mean, and it really made you think about what are you doing, right? Like as an individual, like, and how do you see people? Like, are you seeing them based off of their political stance? or, you know, uh, their spiritual stance, uh, education, class, race. Like he just, he dug in, he went all the way in. I was just like, <laughs> I was not ready for that at all, but it was such a good conversation. Um, for those that are coming in, I wanna welcome you guys to The Learning Project. We're gonna be having some great conversation today about a project that Philip has put together working on and I'm definitely supporting and I'm hoping that you will support too because we need change in our community and listen if you don't live in the Spokane community that's cool I hope it inspires inspires you to make change in your community yes. um we were just talking about Sankofa like this is like a term a word like everybody has this thing like what's your word for the year and Sankofa really just resonated with me. It's like this returning back. It's like this, this journey that I'm, I've been on for a while and I couldn't really figure out how to describe it or what word um, I could describe it. So I am very excited about this. Um, and I'll talk more about Sankofa um, later on. Um, if you had a word for the year, Philip, what is, what is your word? Ooh, boy. <laughs> boom, boom, came loaded. Huh. <laughs> I, you know, I, I, I would, I would probably use uh, the word verb, uh, mm -hmm. meaning uh, uh, to describe an action, right? Uh, mm -hmm. a, a, a state of occurrence, mm -hmm. um, because I think we, we, we need to, uh, as my, my mother has told me many a time, stop, 
talking about it and be about it. So, mm. so verb would be my word, you know, let, 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 let's, let's take that action, uh, that next step, whether it be, you know, uh, 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 driving a petition uh, to get a declaration, whether that be, you know, yeah. uh, um, launching your own podcast as you've done, yes, uh, yes. to help educate others. It's an action uh, that we're taking. So my word is going to be a verb. And of course that happens to be my, my, my most favorite uh, schoolhouse rock character, you know, the <laughs> verb, you know. Oh man, this is so awesome. Like I, I love the fact that, um, I love the fact that you use verb and it, it's, it, it's all about action, right? You guys like, we have got to make action in our community. And um, you had sent me a message. You're like, hey, you know, I just want to share this. And I'm like, we got to get on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I am not afraid to share something I believe in, something that I think is going to make a difference. We cannot look to just like politicians, governors, you know, to make change. Like leadership happens in our community. And I have been reading, um, Dwayne Max, um, okay, Black Spokane. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna be doing a whole thing on this in February. You're gonna see all these posts that are quotes from his book. I don't know where he is, and I've been literally trying to connect with him. And if he sees this, I want you to know that you are welcome to this space to come and talk about this book and your journey about writing this book. But I think we need to know what our community has gone through in order to move forward. Um, so we're going to be focusing a lot on that, about that in Black History Month. But this right here, mental the mental health crisis petition that you created, it is encompassing everybody because it impacts everybody whether you're a friend you're a sister your mother you're a father you are a teacher this is impacting everyone so um philip i am going to uh take this little music down you guys if you do not know what upbeat is please check it out if you are um looking to find like music clips or any of that stuff for your content um it's super cheap and you don't have to worry about when you play it like during your facebook post like you know them taking it down because you don't own the rights to that music so you just copy and paste the little link and you give that person credit and it's right there and it's awesome and it's really easy and and user friendly so Philip, tell us what is going on and what are you working yeah. on? <laughs> yeah, well, 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 first of all, thank you. Thank you for having me. I, I've been I've been uh, a, a fan. I've been standing uh, for the learning project since you launched it. And and it, it has been because I've, I've been watching all of the, the, the videos, a learning experience for me. And, and it really has driven helped me uh, uh, to take action. Um, just like you're taking action in, in elevating the voices of those in our community. Yeah. What I've been working on really is, is this is this crisis of, of mental health uh, mm -hmm. that's been occurring not only in our nation, because we know it is occurring in our nation, but really here at home in the mm -hmm. city of Spokane. And, and I was at a forum uh, this past week where they were talking really about the issue of homelessness and some of the underlying root causes of that. And we know that one of those uh, uh, is poverty. One of those is, is lack of housing, but one of those may be some underlying mental health issues that uh, are, are, you know, coexisting uh, with individuals. And mm -hmm. I thought about this, you know, and how many times I've had conversations with friends and family members uh, that are experiencing my family included presently and how we are not giving it the attention it needs, you know? Mm. Uh, and we've spoke before, Stephanie, that in the black community, uh, yes. uh, there's this stigma of even reaching out uh, for help as it relates to, to mental health. And yes. when we do that, it, you know, it leads to 
even more uh, problematic, uh, um, you know, negative coping skills. Yes. You know, we're, we're coming off the heels of, of Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s holiday. And one of the things that a lot of folks don't know or don't recall is that Dr. King attempted suicide as a young man. I did not know of, that. Yes, ma'am. Before the age of 13. Okay. Uh, 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 so wow. even, even the good Reverend Doctor struggled mm. with issues uh, of depression and, and those kind of things. You know, yeah. just last year, our governor declared a state of emergency uh, regarding our adolescence in the state of Washington. Yes. In the state of, I still think it's in existence today. Yes, yes, yes. But yes. we haven't, as a city, hmm. focused on that. Now we we passed resolutions on climate change, hmm. uh, on human trafficking, on homelessness. We need to, yes, as elected officials, show our constituents, show the constituents, yes, where they stand on positions such as our mental health crisis, and it affects things across the board, mm -hmm. Stephanie. Mm -hmm. And so I thought, well. Let me use my word, verb, and take action. So yes. we start a petition to have our elected officials declare through resolution, right? Which is all the resolutions is, is their stated positions on a matter, okay. on an issue, to, to declare a state of mental health crisis in the state of Spokane. So let's put a pause on that because I'm pretty sure there's a lot of people that are like, man, this is amazing. I would love to like do something like this or, what does it take? We're going to backtrack. We're going to take a learning moment here. What does it take to create a petition? Because some people may not really understand what it looks like and, and how does it work, where it may seem like this is too complicated. We can't make change in our community unless somebody like you, Philip, does it because, huh. you know, I don't know how to do this. So what does it take to make a petition? Yeah, really, really. First of all, it takes an individual with passion uh, about an issue. Yeah. Uh, that 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 they feel is not getting the desired or the required attention that's needed. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Then you, then you bring collective bodies together, you know. And and the great thing about technology, just like we're using today uh, with your podcast, Stephanie, is there's there's programs out there that can assist you. Yes. Like you talked about upbeat, there is change.org. Yes. Uh, that helps you create these petitions yes. uh, uh, out there. And really, a petition is just a gathering of collective voices that share the same idea that then we then send off to the change makers, mm -hmm. right? In our case, our elected officials, our council, our mayor, okay. our commissioners to say, look, a, a body of your constituents, and you, you can have whatever number you want, yeah. right? You know, if you're trying to, to create right legislation, there's a threshold number uh, that you that you need. I mean, it's a percentage of the voters that voted in the last particular e election. Mm -hmm. uh, but this is not that. We're not looking for an ordinance. We're looking just for a declaration, a resolution. So, you know, my targeted goal when I first started this was to get 100 people uh, on board. But in, in the 36 hours that we've had it running, we've got almost 90 now. So we'll get over that oh, threshold. Awesome. And then the goal is then to go uh, in front of council if they're present, or mm -hmm. maybe it's virtual to say, hey, look, your constituents, my neighbors, my family, my friends, your family, your friends, your neighbors are concerned about this issue, concerned yeah. enough to sign on to this petition to say, we need you to craft a, and in fact, I crafted uh, a, a resolution for them. Wow. You know? So all they have to do is cut and paste, uh, uh, add some commentary of their own, yeah. uh, uh, and, and then pronounce that at a council mm -hmm. meeting, right? Wow. So it's on record. Um, mm -hmm. And that's where we start. You know, and that that leads the change 
uh, in these processes, you know, because we have to be the voice uh, in, in case, you know, sometimes we're not getting that voice from our elected officials, some of which ran on a platform uh, yeah. of helping mental health in our city. Yeah. Oh, I'm so glad you shared that because I think a lot of times when we come to this place where we're like, oh, well, this is going on. Like some people may not understand, like, how do you actually make that happen? And um, I want to know more about this petition. So what are the things that you are specifically focused on? What are you saying we need in our community? Yeah, well, what yeah, everybody else is agreeing to. Um, I'm oh, looking absolutely. at the page, you guys. I'm going to show you the page in a minute. So, um, and I'm going to be signing this live, okay? Because I definitely um, agree with this. There's so much opportunity for us as a community to get involved, and we have got to be more creative in the mental health space. We have got to be more creative in how yes. we see change. Um, yes. If we have the opportunity to do that, and we come together collectively, we develop new programs, trainings, so that people can. And hit the floor running this is where we're going to see more people um creating a culture within our community that i believe we haven't seen before and we are really needing and wanting um to to help people um and as well as help some of the people that are within our families um find resources that can be activated right now so tell us Beautiful about the petition said. what are you Beautiful focused said. on yeah yeah so so in the petition what we're saying is we're asking the city to declare uh proclaim a mental health crisis in the city of spokane mm -hmm. because we know the statistics the data is out there that our youth uh adolescents family you know throughout this pandemic right uh have seen just an exacerbation of what has previously existed mm -hmm. right prior to the pandemic and that's yeah. that's that is you know uh, uh, increased visits in the emergency rooms for mental health emergencies, including suicidal ideation and attempts. Mm -hmm. uh, I mm -hmm. met with a, a friend just this morning, Stephanie, mm -hmm. uh, that is experiencing this uh, uh, with their own son. Mm -hmm. The inability to get uh, that that child into services for some 90 days out. Wow. Right. Wow. Uh, the lack of, of resources in the community although there are some resources out there mm -hmm. but but the lack of of more resources uh, yeah. for them and resources that are interwoven in, into a primary care policy right mm -hmm. right now healthcare and, and mental health kind of run parallel mm -hmm. right unless you have a really good health policy uh, that it's interwoven in there but we need to create uh, spaces where not only is it is it early intervened on but it's in schools it's yeah. in community centers it's in yeah. families it's in daycares etc so specifically yes. what we're asking is because we have a a, a throng of of arp funds in our city right now yeah, million, yeah. something to that that, yeah. that too. yes um the initial uh portions have gone out for the arts for our parks uh, uh and, and daycare wonderful but we want some of those resources funneled to help increase funding to ensure families have access to evidence-based mental health services. Mm -hmm. We want the, uh, it to be included such things as screening, diagnosis, you know, appropriately and culturally sensitive treatment. Wow. You know, having maybe providers, associates, peer counselors that yes. look like those seeking the care. Yes. That's important, right? Yes. Right to note. Um, 
We want the, the council, they can do this through ordinances to address any regulatory hurdles or challenges that people may have to getting access to these services, mm -hmm. right? We want them to fully fund community-based systems that connect families to resources and care and interventions, both at home, in the community and school, right? Mm -hmm. Promote mm -hmm. and fund trauma-informed services. These are your peer mm -hmm. councils that can really help out there. Yes. Um, you know, think about accelerating strategies such as you talked about today, um, that are innovative in a training program. It doesn't have to be a psychologist or a psychiatrist. It can be those peers counselors. It can be those mental health associates as they're, as they're calling them that can really help uh, yes. bridge that gap between those things and really you know, address the ongoing challenges of, of, of the, the children and the adolescent um, shortages of bed spaces, step-down programs. You know, Excelsior has great programs. There's a, mm -hmm. there's a program called RISE uh, with Providence that's a good program. You know, these yeah. short stay stabilizations and community response units increase the funding and the staffing for that, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This is what we'd like to see out of that. And by, by having a resolution spoken, mm -hmm. proclaimed by our elected, it creates accountability from their constituents to them as well. That's what we're looking for. Mm -hmm. I, when you're like talking my brain, like anybody who knows me, my brain goes like a million miles per hour um, because you can literally see these services unfold and how they can really help, um, help people, you know, help our community in a very unique way. Um, I want to just throw this out here. So there is a statistic that was done, that was well, a study that was done by um, I believe it was Harvard University, and they did it on African-American and peer support specialists. So they found that um, the individuals that they did a study on, I can't remember the amount of num the number. However, they found that when a person of color actually would um, use counseling and use a peer support specialist, their chances of recovery and development and health and fullness like increase something like 35 to 40 percent i'll have to send you, you, the, um, you yeah. um, the, the, the the link but i was so touched by that because a lot of times we look at mental health in one way which is we see somebody sitting on a couch talking to someone telling them their problems right but you know we know that many of our um, cultural pieces. And I want everybody to start thinking about culture, not just your color of your skin. Everybody has a culture. Everybody does certain things in their family. Thank due you. To, Thank um, you. Just the unfolding of uh, history, right? And sometimes we do things that we don't even know why we do them, but grandma did it and then her grandma did it and her grandma did it. We just do it, right? That's or we learn it from somebody that becomes part of our family. May that be a blood relative, but they become part of our our um, our hemisphere and they build our culture. So, you know, sometimes when we are at the hairdresser and we're getting our hair done and we're talking to someone and mm -hmm. they're able mm -hmm. to help us pull down those shields or you're getting your nails done or, you know, you are, you know, playing basketball or you are, um, you know, sitting at a lounge, sitting down and you've been able to relax. Like there's so many different ways to help people open up and talk about what they're going through, but we haven't really found this creative space to welcome this type of um care and this type of counseling i, I it's not counseling oh but it's support you know it's, it's support it, but 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 it but it is counseling it, it may not be traditional uh counseling but it's yes. counseling it, yes. it, it is it is healing we spoke about this uh, our last time we talked 
and I talked about a program called the Confess Project right out of Atlanta. Mm-hmm. That just what you spoke about. It, it is getting you know our barbers, our hairdressers uh, 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 trained up to be able to be that bridge, to be able yes. to show, uh, yeah. uh, uh, um, you know, folks that it's okay to talk about uh, how you're feeling, right? Um, mm-hmm. You're not laying on a couch, yeah. uh, right? You're not expending uh, medical funds uh, um, for this hour session, but you are being able to open up and be your true self where you're at. Yeah. You know, I got a, my brother out of LA is, is creating a, a bus that's going to bring both counselors, professional and peer counselors into the LA community to, to offer those. See, these are those inventive things that we here in the city can do, you yes. know, yes. Uh, uh, to create that environment. And, and that's what yeah. you're speaking about, Stephanie. Yeah. That's, and that's what we'd hope to really uh, uh, engage in uh, with some of this declaration. I have a question. This is not a question I was plan to a- planning to ask at all, but why do you think our community lacks that inventive piece when it comes to creating medical support or support systems. Because right now, okay, you gotta basically not have your head in a hole right now. The homeless population has increased. People are dealing with poverty at the highest level. Visibility. You know, I was talking to somebody else about this and they were actually saying, this has always been here. The pandemic just broke the whole thing. Like it broke the bridge. So why why do you think we are struggling or maybe we're lacking? I don't even know what it is. Like, why don't we have these creative services available in our community? Because I always hear people say they want them, but they're never sustainable and they're (laughs) not here. You know that that's that's that is as complex as the issue of, of mental health or homelessness. But I but I would say this, Stephanie. Uh, a lot of times we get caught up in in this uh, uh, intractable uh, dogmatic adherence to our own ideologies, mm-hmm. right? So if, if Stephanie were to offer something, if Phil were to offer something that's counter to what we believe in, mm. we push back against it. Yeah. Right, yeah. and 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 I, I think this is too, and this is no slight to 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 our, our our government, municipal, county, or state. In that, I think sometimes we 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 get fascinated in uh, the process hmm. of a program versus the success of a program. You, you understand? Know I'm saying if we if me and you and those listeners can say homeless has been here all the time, yeah. But 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 something ain't changed. Well, yeah. you know, if we say well we're we're working on this housing first model and, and it's the best model out there. If, if we haven't seen the success bear out based on that, maybe we should explore an opportunity to do something different or combined with that to make mm-hmm. some effective change. Mm-hmm. So, so I think the struggle is, you know, when you have gatekeepers of, of the resources to really affect change, mm. and, and we are not there, we common citizens, you and I, uh, maybe even citizens that look like you and I, mm-hmm. don't have access to seats at those tables to help organize and make change change remains in effect because the process seems to be working. Wow. Right? Versus that's, versus the results. Does that make sense? No, it does. It makes perfect sense because I use this analogy with a lot of people that I just like collaborate with and like and they're in the beginning stages of like developing and growing their business. And the first thing I say to them is don't get caught up on the business plan. Like literally figure out what you want to do and put it out there and develop your business plan along it because that's for some people some people 
they need the business plan that's what it is but some people are working on their business plan and it's year five meaning yeah. they have never put themselves out there because they're not sure if it's going to work or not and they're worried about like the the backlash like if people are going to say something or if they're going to feel disappointed within themselves like being a creative medical community comes with taking risk and it comes mm -hmm. with putting out there and making mistakes and figuring out what we need to do and revamping and i just i love what you're talking about all of these different um these different services that need to be developed all of the different um pieces that we're missing within our community and i know that was a loaded question but i just wanted to put that out there for everybody to really think about because it's not like people are not asking for this stuff but it goes back to the same thing that i talk about a lot of times which is some people they come into the community they create these resources and they die immediately because we're not giving it enough visibility. We're not having enough conversation. We don't know about it. Um, there's not a hub for us to come together as a community and say, oh, learn about this this resource, this resource, this resource, this resource. Um, there's not enough conversation that's encompassing these, these things. So, and, and sometimes they predicate it on, on, on income generation. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and, and sometimes it's not about how much money you can make yes it's about how many lives you can impact right yes do, 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 you, do you want to be rich in dollars and cents or rich in the impact you are making in, in in folks lives right and and we have to to not be concerned about is my idea perfect hmm. right but is my idea workable right yes. and maybe someone takes a portion of that idea maybe i take a portion of their ideas and maybe we work together mm -hmm. to really have impact versus it needs to be exclusively my idea if yes. you ain't flying my banner i don't get down with you yeah that's the problem that we have so often stephanie you you, you know if if, if 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 you're not if you're not riding with my flag my banner then i'll mess with you mm. right when, when, mm. when in fact when in fact we should all be riding together because these issues are community issues, right? Not just a singular issue. These, these issues, as you talked about earlier, may not be about culture as it's nearly defined. Hmm. It may be about culture being built on the beliefs, the mindsets that create us to jump to conclusion instead of really sitting back and going, hold up, hold up. Why am I thinking that way? Yes. What, what belief sets made me move or think this way? And yes. maybe I should start questioning those. Yes. Yes. Because if it's the way auntie always did it, maybe it's not right in 2022. Yes. Right. Yes. If it's the way this, this, this way my uncle always got down, it may not be right for 2022. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so start to challenging those narratives and those things, not make it a political ideology, not make, not make it a, 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 a racial or ethnic or, or South Hill, you know, West Side, you know, Valley, make it a community uh, collaborative effort and start challenging those assumptions, right? Yes, it doesn't absolutely. have to be perfect for it to work. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, y'all, I was trying to hold back because y'all know I get loud on my podcast. I'm like, yes. <laughs> but let me tell you, what you just said is so important because I, we talked about earlier uh, before we jumped on the podcast, you might have heard a little bit when you came on, you guys. Um, what does it mean to be human? What does it mean to be human? And what does it mean to serve one another? Not in the way that, uh, that we're in a negative connotation, but how can we help our community be better? And also not just be better, 
but have resources that make it better that say, you know what, this is an individual thing and we see you, we hear you, and here's a resource that can help you get to where you want to go. We shouldn't be in a situation where we are, um, where we are saying, you know what, um, we don't have this resource, so you're gonna have to go to Arizona, or you're gonna have to go to California, or you're gonna have to go somewhere else because we don't have the resources. We have an amazing community where you have what, like six colleges here? And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, people are graduating every every year, every quarter, every semester, and these people aren't staying here. And they're going to take their resources and their knowledge somewhere else. And I talk about this term a lot, brain drain, which is you have a community of people that are getting educated and instead of dumping the knowledge back into the community so they can build those resources for their community, they take those resources, they take that knowledge and they drain it to somewhere else. So this is the brain drain analogy. And as much as I wanna say I coined this, I did not. This is someone else's that I learned a long time ago when they were talking about um, students that were coming over internationally instead of going back into their communities to put in education and giving back they were leaving going to coming to america and putting the resources back into the areas that they were um they were projecting so this is kind of the same thing there you go you're right we have these amazing people that are needing that that have solutions but we cannot keep them here and they don't stay here for many different reasons right and i believe exactly what you're talking about is gatekeeping we're not developing the next generation we're like when i think about mental health who else who else would like basically be able to talk to another teen another teen um but we don't value mental health we don't value social emotional development after early childhood education like after early childhood education you don't have a whole section of social and emotional uh development skills that you're working on continuously once you hit primary school you are doing you know your your math your reading your writing if we value social and emotional development it should be an every aspect of the educational system and we should be making room for that so that students know how to um, not only identify it but help a student and ask for help and all of these different pieces and and i would say this stephanie there there are there are wonderful people dr crump with with with, with spokane schools who i've worked with in the past you know he understands that, that that our students are struggling you know coming through this pandemic, uh, yes. coming back to in-person learning, then getting shifted back to online learning, then back to in-person learning. You know, he's helping uh, to increase the number of counselors that are in our school system because he's seen the, that suicidal ideation, that suicidal talk, that depression, that anxiety. So we, we, we need to su- we need to support and celebrate those. And and how does the city help to incentivize growing that population? You know, yeah. I, I happen to work for a wonderful employer at Gonzaga that recognizes this importance. And they, they offer mental health first aid training free of charge to their staff because they recognize the importance of that. How can the city then provide more funding and for training for such as that in different areas of our community, whether it be community resource centers, uh, whether it be uh, um, early childhood education, whether it be daycare mm-hmm. resources. Mm-hmm. This is what I'm talking about. Uh, and this is why if the city expresses, our elected expresses their positions on mental health by declaring this a crisis, it's telling us, you and I, their constituents, that it matters to them. And they're willing to take whatever steps, including uh, um, using some of these ARP funds to help fund some of these these things we're talking about today. Yeah, 
Oh man. Well, let me show you guys this page. I am loving this conversation so much. Okay. So, oh, you guys are seeing all my other pages. Yeah, that's how that's going, y'all. Okay. All right. So, this is the page right here. The link is listed down below. And I'm going to sign my name here because I definitely support this. And I am signing the petition. I've already read it, you guys. So, just to give you a heads up. So I want to um, go back here. I'm gonna backtrack here. So I want you to see this. So first of all, um, we have um, 100. It says, let's get to 100. It shows like a little bar here. It goes over what this petition is all about. Um, and then it shows the people that um, are signing this. So, and they're saying why they believe in um, this petition. And I'm gonna sign, I'm gonna do mine a little bit later here after I get off live here. I don't want you guys to have to be watching me type up what I wanna type. So, um, but I am so glad that we've had this conversation and I hope somebody is absolutely touched by this conversation and you guys understand the importance of making change locally. I think it's important for us to know collective numbers, collective data, but when it comes to making real change that you see, feel, breathe, and can it's tangible, mm -hmm. like that's where this comes in. And it's yes. not enough to say, you know, you need help and you need to seek out um, help for your for your for your mental health. But it would be great to say, you know what? I know somebody that can actually help you with this. Let me get you some steps. And you know what, if you want, I can go with you or I can do an introduction or I can three-way in a call. Like there are so many ways that we can support one another. And all we have to do is take the opportunity and take the step to understanding the pieces that need to take place and support petitions and laws that are making change in our community. But when all else fails, show up. Like if there's not a law, if there's not a policy, show up. And that is the hardest thing. Like that's the one thing that I, I learned from my mom. I'll never forget. I don't know if I've ever even shared this like outwardly at all, but my mom, um, she used to do uh, women's ministries and she used to work with a lot of single moms. And she had just like, been on her own for a little while she didn't we didn't have a lot of money and at this time like we didn't have a lot of food in our pantry and one of the ladies at um church was like i don't have any food for me and my kids and my mom gets up and packs all these groceries in a bag and from our from our house and i'm like mom what are you doing she was like oh i'm gonna go give sister so-and-so this food and i'm like why are you doing that we don't have any food in the house and she said let me tell you right now she said i got enough to make chicken and dumplings and that's what we're gonna make for this week but right now she needs this and we're gonna we're gonna support her and we're gonna show her that when she feels like she's alone she's not alone mm. and somebody will be there for her and go. that moment that moment taught me something about showing up for people. And even when you don't have anything, there's something that you still can give. Even if it's a conversation, it's a resource, it's a connection. Yes. And we've got to do better as a community and a, a community that loves one another. It understands that everybody's going to be different. Like you were saying, everybody's going to be different. Everybody's going to have different stance. But at the end of the day, are we going to show up 
And that is what I'm asking my community to do is to support things that are showing up in a positive way. And it's not about the right or the left or the mm -hmm. red or the blue. This is mm -hmm. all about our community yeah. coming together and saying, if you do not make the change, if you don't create the resources, I am going to create it and I'm going to do it with Philip. So mm -hmm. I just yeah. want to say thank you so much for just like sending that to me you guys you know how i am if i see something that i absolutely love and excited about i want to bring you on and share what you're doing philip um can people reach out to you on your page and um, all that good stuff if they have additional absolutely and, and and i would really encourage them to to reach out to their elected officials too both here Perfect. locally uh and at state level there's some really good uh legislation uh going through our legislature uh, currently, uh, Senate Bill uh, 5638, I believe, awesome. it's what we talked about. It, it would allow yes. people applying to become, you know, social worker associates, mental health counselor associates, uh, uh, marriage and family therapy associates to really be able to be in there and, and gain some licensure to be able to help their community. Uh, yes. House Bill 1890. Right, and instructs the uh, Children and Youth Behavioral Network Group to develop strategic plans uh, to examine the availability of youth mental health services statewide. We talked about this offline, right? Yeah, yeah. If, if yeah. Services are such that once they reach a certain age, you can cut them loose. How is that really going to help them change, right? Not at all. And, Not at and all. Senate Bill 5645 that's going through right now, which really helps to assist that outpatient treatment that we've talked about, mm -hmm. right? With with mandating uh, assistance with care. So, you know, reach out to your elected officials, uh, reach out to me on, on my social media profile. They're public. Yes. Uh, let's let's engage in collective, uh, um, I don't call it grassroots, I call it grass tops efforts yes. to really try to affect change in our community. Be the voice, because yes. sometimes we have to be. Yes, absolutely. Oh, man, this conversation was so good for me today, y'all. I don't know about you. I don't know what you're doing, where you're going, but I'm going to ask you to share this conversation. I'm going to ask you to just take time to read through this petition and say, how can I make a difference? How can I make a change? How can I do something great today? This is your way of showing up today. Um, and so share, 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 share. There's going to be a YouTube link to this. It is going to have all of the information about the petition. So feel free to share it. No, I'm not going to say feel free. Share this. We need yes, you to share this. <laughs> we want to show our community that we are invested in, in making change and really addressing the mental health crisis. Philip, thank you so much. I appreciate thank you, you for so me. much. I love everything that you are involved in and you are doing some great things and I hope to really see this flourish and bloom. And you know, if you need anything from me, I'm here. Well, I, I would say one thing before we, we uh, get off, I know you're going to be having a session coming up about the experiences uh, of uh, particular black folks in the healthcare yes. industry. Yes. The mental health is part of the healthcare industry. So show up for that too, my, my, my yes. friends. And, and, and voice your comments. They might be consistent with this petition. Right, because the experiences are the same, right? You can't separate medical uh, health and experience from mental health uh, uh, experiences. They're one and the same and they should be inextricably bound. Absolutely. Thank you so much for that plug. Yeah. Um, yes. So if you guys are not busy on Wednesday, we're going to be opening up a conversation around 
uh, prenatal care, uh, postpartum care, mental health. Men and women are um, invited to this. The reason why we are having this conversation is we are partnering um, with WSU on this initiative to learn about people's stories and how we can improve our healthcare system. If you don't say anything, we can't make change. And so it's a small group. There's only 10 tickets right now. We only have, I think five left or something like that. So please feel free to just um, click on the link. I'll add the link right below here. Um, and join us for that conversation and share your experiences and um, pass it along. So thank you so much, Philip. Thank, thank you, you, everybody. I am so excited for today. I hope your Monday goes well. And if it's not going well, grab a cup of tea, take a couple breaths, maybe take a walk out in this cold weather, wake up some of those, those brain cells and just know that things will get better. Um, we are going to do as much as we can in our community to make a change. And thank you again, Philip. And until next time, you guys, see you later. Bye.